Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about the latest Disney news and rumors. That's coming up today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to Traveling with the Mouse. Happy Labor Day. And if you're listening to this happy after Labor Day, hopefully you had a happy Labor Day. This is episode 327 of Traveling with the Mouse. Today, I am your host. I am Jason. And I am joined, as always, by two esteemed co-hosts. Today, my first co-host, I'm going to change it up, is John. Horizons 1 is now departing. Our final destination today, the 21st century. I know where that's from. The year 2000. It's from the uh, Space 220 restaurant. Well, it's fitting, yeah. given that that's going to open. <gasps> did I spoil anything? What? You, you did. You, you spoiled, spoiled it all. Too late. All. Who, who is talking right now? I think that's my other know. co-host. Is that, is that, is that Adam? But what's up, everybody? It is. It's me. So you mentioned Horizons, which, you know, we talked about Space 220. Who is excited to finally sample the fares of Space 220? It appears, and I don't want to speak too soon, that it's going to open. I mean, Disney actually put, like, a video out. That hasn't, like, stopped them before from delaying it, but it's going to open. But then they actually set a date. Yeah, that hasn't stopped them either. I think they printed a map with a date on it once, and then they didn't open it, so. Yeah. But I don't think they announced it, right? They said something like, I don't know, what was it originally? Like, fall 2019 or winter 2019? I can't remember. Is it still fall 2019? Is that when it's opening? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Winter 2019. Oh, is that what this is? Yeah. 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 We went back in time. Although 2019 was a much better year. (laughs) Year. Uh, for Disney especially. They are going to serve all the food in pouch form, right, at this restaurant, if they're going to keep it authentic? Absolutely, and it's going to be zero gravity. Yeah. That's what I heard. That'll be cool. That would be, that would actually would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's taking them so long. Well, yeah, if they could pull that off, that would yeah. be cool. Uh, I, I haven't watched all the stuff about Space 220, but I, I did see that they have some homage to Horizons, correct? You know, they're tipping their hat a little bit. Some they did it in the ride. Could remind you of it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that was on That'd purpose. What, they did. <laughs> what if they, uh, the, we'll see. your trip to the Space 220 in the elevator is like just the video from Horizons, the space ending? That'd be cool. That would be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> we'll talk about that first, then, since we brought it up. Originally, yeah. the rumor was it was going to open on October 1st. But the latest new rumor is it is going to open on September the 20th. However, at the time of this recording, no reservations are yet available. Adam, you and I are going to be there the weekend of September 24th. Yeah. Do you think we'll be able to get a reservation? And how many people are actually going to eat there with that reservation? Or are they just going to ride the elevator up and right back down? Yeah. Well, I think that's why they're going to do a prefix menu, aren't they? So they force you to order an entree dessert appetizer versus... Just going and getting a drink and leaving. You know, that's the one thing that's really just kind of odd about saying September 20th because that is not that far away. And then they don't even have it available 
at this time that we're that we're recording this anyway, it doesn't even appear, appear to be available to reserve. Right. Well, they just announced today as we're recording this that it's opening on the twentieth, according to yeah. the Imagineer Zach. Yeah. Zachary Ridley. Ridley. Mm-hmm. The Zach Ridley. Like I said, the video actually looked pretty cool. I mean, on the inside, we got to see it yeah, like, live. I mean, it's always been a cool restaurant idea. It I always said, has yeah. been. I think it's just a little stained by the fact that, like, if, if it had opened on time, I would have been super excited. Now I'm like, the whole thing is like, if I actually get in there, I'm going to be surprised Wait. I'm even present. I'm like, how did I get in here? I never thought this place was going to open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like people are like, I don't. I'm not going to believe it until I can actually taste the pouch. <laughs> taste the pouch. I think that's why he's showing all these videos of inside. Like, hey, it actually is here. It does exist. It does work. Yeah. Speaking of things, by the way, that yeah. don't work and have been closed for a while or never opened, we have seen some construction permits filed for Primeval World. Oh, they're going to rebuild it. Are they? Bigger and better than ever. Or are they just going to, like, finish clearing that area? And (laughs) and that's pretty much it. No, they're going to build two more of them side by side. So it's going to be a total of four primeval worlds now. I mean, Dinosaur is a fine ride. But if they're just, like, if they were to say, we're just redoing this whole area, we're getting rid of all of them, I'd say go for it. Right. Just do it. Like, the whole thing doesn't make sense. Just get rid of all of it, start over. I think what they're gonna do though is just add another Triceratops spin over there. That's what we need. Another, another, so right. we can add, because it's got such high demand. You really need two of them. Yeah, they like Dumbo. Yeah, I was gonna say they're gonna have a match Dumbo. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the overhaul though of like Dino Land is probably a pipe dream, especially with the budget that I'm sure that they're working on right now. <laughs> so what right. if it's an upcharge though? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. just to get into Dino Land, you have to pay another admission fee. Boarding group. Oh, you need yeah. a boarding group to play the carnival games in Dino Land. They charged extra for those anyway, though, didn't they? They do. <laughs> just like no, why nobody ever did anything. Like, yeah, and they charge an no. astronomical amount for them too. It's something crazy. It's like yeah. five dollars for a throw of something. Like, uh, no. Why would I do that? I, yeah, I've I've never really gotten into any carnival games anywhere. They're right. They're all they're all cash grabs. <laughs> they are, yeah. But at least at a county fair or state fair, it's like a dollar a throw or something. You know. I think you can get three throws for uh, five dollars at least, not one throw. Same crappy prize you would get at a state fair. If we really want to st- stick it to JPEG, we need to spend the next few weeks practicing one of those throws. And that way we can just always get it uh, and just clean them out of all of their merchandise. <laughs> we could do put those videos on TikTok, too. If you really want to yeah. stick it to Chapik, what you do is, if you're going to Disney World at all, you spend the least amount of money humanly possible while you're there. That's how you stick it to Chapik. Mm. <laughs> I think the only way to do that is to just not go. <laughs> right. Because he's still getting money one way or the other. Like... Like, stay off property, only buy tickets, don't eat there, nothing. They'll get you. Right, they would They would throw you out. They get you somehow? They would throw you out? <laughs> it would be funny to bring your own food and just, like, have a picnic out somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, I'm not... Just spread they a They would throw you out. out. Right, yeah, they'd throw you out somewhere. 
in one piece of news where Disney is not trying to take all of your money, mm-hmm. they have decided to expand their two per item limit to basically every piece of merchandise in the entire park now. So if you are an eBay reseller, it's not just like the new stuff. You know, they were doing this for like the new stuff, but now it's basically everything except for like ponchos and candy. Now, as I studied this, it's two per skew. And sometimes like the same shirt in different sizes might have different skew numbers. Mm -hmm. So you might be able to get like two double XLs and a, to excels or something but what do you think of this change how do you feel about limiting everything to two items i wonder if the reason behind it i mean i'm not saying it is could it possibly be manufacturing supply i think it's just the fact that the ebay sellers just clean them out the moment they open I think it's anything twofold. Well, there's that too I yeah but because i you know there has been some news stories i don't know if it's everywhere but about manufacturing kind of being short on help <laughs> yeah so or just supply chain in general is strange yeah. or slow yeah because of the pandemic and other reasons too but. but i i would think that even hits disney to some degree don't you think yeah, it does i mean so i would say that it's happening is supply and then the other reason is to close kind of a loophole that the ebay resellers have been exploiting for a long time so Okay, so next thing I wanted to bring up. We are just a few weeks out, Adam, to when I'm going to be back on property and I'm going to forget everything negative I've said because I'm going to remember the magic of Disney. Uh Um, It's time to remember the magic. Mm -hmm. One of the places that is coming very soon is La Creperie de Paris. Oh, yes. Is it going to be open before, like, when we get there, or no? It is supposed to be open on October 1st, but you know, maybe, they'll, maybe, they'll, maybe they'll have, it like, a soft opening by the time we're there. That would be great. So, La Creperie de Paris will have some great crepes, and there's going to be, you know, an indoors, inside and outside, and the menu has been revealed. So there's going to be quite a bit of savory and sweet crepes, which is an improvement because I feel like there weren't any savory crepes in the current crepe stand. It was all sweet. Yeah. The restaurant will offer, you know, basically a la carte, but it's also going to offer a daily pre-fee menu uh, that will include a choice of soup or a salad, one savory galette. I don't know if I'm saying that word right. One dessert crepe. And a glass of hard cider, soda, or juice. So they're going to have quite a bit of hard ciders. The full menu of savory and sweet crepes features. Here's the savory mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have the classique, a ham, egg, and Swiss cheese. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Nice a breakfast. A poulette, which has chicken, bechamel cheese sauce, and mushrooms. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I will take that one. A chevre, a goat cheese, spinach, and walnuts. I think mm-hmm. my wife would like that one. I would too. I think she would go for actually maybe this one, the salmon, which is smoked salmon, creme fraiche, chives, and lemon. Mm. They all sound good to me. The ratatouille one, which is tomato, zucchini, and eggplant. I don't know if I'm going to go for that. I don't think that's going to be me. Although I do like tomato, zucchini, and eggplant. I just, I don't know about that. On a crepe, I don't know. 
several yard day, several yard. It's got raclette cheese, onions, and imported bayon ham. I don't really know what the difference between that one. I guess that's like ham, cheese, and onions versus the fact that you have one up above that's like ham, egg, and cheese. Anyways, whatever. So those are the savories. The sweets are going to be a gourmand, which is a you know, a hazelnut chocolate spread and whipped cream, so mm. the Nutella crepe. Yeah. The banana, the the banana caramel brier salé, so it's like banana and caramel. Mm. They have the melba, which is going to be peach, red berry sauce, and mm. almonds. The mm. poire, which is going to be pear, chocolate ganache, and whipped cream. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> and the pomme, caramelized apples and caramel brie salé. So it says here the pre-fee gets you one savory and one dessert. I think I'd probably go with either the the chicken with bechamel or maybe the salmon one. And then on the sweet one, the sweet one, I mean, you can't go wrong with the Nutella one, but the the banana and caramel also sounds incredible to me. I was going to say, this menu is one of the few menus I've heard or or seen that I would actually try all of these (laughs) at some point. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so not a single it, one I heard that I didn't really like. I mean, there's some maybe less than others, but there's not a single one I heard that I didn't really like. Right. Now, if you don't go to the sit-down part, there will be the walk-up window. The walk-up window is only going to serve three of the savories. I don't have a list here of which savories it's going to serve, and four sweet crepes, soft-serve mm. ice cream, and an assortment of ciders and wines. But I feel like this is a place we're going to need to go do a sit-down at. I mean, yeah, we, need to, we need to go do this place. This is going to be good. Yeah. How much are, hmm. did they say how much it is for the pre-fee? I have not seen a price. I was just curious. Well, Do we want to make a guess since we don't know? <laughs> is it like, I'd say like two for 20, something like that. I don't know. I'm guessing. Well, no, the pre-fee, let me just remind you of what comes on the pre-fee. All right. What is it again? Super salad, one oh, okay. savory one dessert and a glass of hard cider soda. Oh, juice. okay. So it's more than that. It's like 30, I'm going to say like 30, 35 yeah. bucks. 30 35 bucks. 30, yeah. I'd say at least 29. 40. 29 Do I hear 40? Yeah. Bob Chapek's happy if you say 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about this, honestly. Like this is one of the few things they've announced recently that I'm just like I I I want to go here. Like Honestly, if this is open when we go for Ratatouille, I'm almost more excited if we get to eat here than riding the ride. Like, this would be awesome. I'm looking at some of the pictures. They look awesome. Yeah. The question, though, is will it be open early? Doesn't sound (sighs) like it. If it's not, we're going to have to figure out when we're going in the 50th to... Yeah. Which, yeah, might be our last uh, trips as APs, depending on how we feel about it. Yeah. As it stands, we plan on going with our friends in October, sixth through the eleventh. Yeah. Are you going to try to go visit Disney? You didn't mention that before. Like you said, you might. No, no, yeah, Orlando, but not. Oh no, no, it was going to be visiting Disney. It was going to be a combination of visiting, right, right, yeah, other places. Yeah, it was going to be a combination. It wasn't going to be just Disney, but yes, it was. It was Epcot was definitely going to be involved, and of course, Magic Kingdom because you have to, and. Uh, Hollywood Studios because we need to do that's stuff there still too. So that's where everything is. Yeah, Animal you Kingdom can, probably going to be left rise, out. Rise that Rise boarding group, which yeah. To be fair, if you had been there this week, John, you would have had no 
problems getting the Rise boarding group. Yes, I know. There, this month. there were boarding groups available late. I saw Kendall, who is a challenge runner, report out that she walked into Hollywood Studios the other night at 7 p.m. and pulled a boarding group. 7 yep. o'clock at night. Yeah. Got a boarding group. And there were even some nights reported that they let people on without it, right? Yeah. yeah. Very, it's rare. I've heard, it, yeah. 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 Well, it's just dead right now. That's the thing. Is and how long is it going to last? Because it looks like it's going to spill spill over up almost until the 50th happens. Yeah. It looks like it's going to go for a while. I mean, I, think, guys, I feel like right now during this time of the year, kids are back in school. Typically, it's international guests that are usually booing the attendance and they can't come. And Delta variant is also pushing it down. Well, I was going to say last September, October, all that stuff seemed to be affected less than what we're seeing right now, right? I mean, even during 20. Well, so they had really low capacity back then. Really low. Because I think I went in, what was it, October? I think I went in October yeah. last year. It was the first time I went back. I think it was and fairly busy when you went. It was That's what I'm saying. busy, though. but compared to recently, it was not yeah. busy. Like our Memorial Day trip was pretty packed. <laughs> yeah, that was packed. Even July when I went, it was pretty packed. My point being, though, even with limited capacity, it seemed like it was busier in those time periods than it is right now. Right. Right, but I think they're basically almost running Rise of the Resistance at full boarding group capacity at this point. They're trying to figure out how what's the maximum they can fit in a day so they can figure out how many lightning lanes they can sell. <sighs> right. Well, they're trying to push it, too, because the 50th is around the corner, and they're going to have yeah. to push it. They, ho- they hope they're going to have to push it. <laughs> I will say this, though. Towards the end of September, there's a lot more dining reservations available for the days that we're going and then there were yeah yeah hotel reservations were opened up as we talked about i think when when i first decided i was going to go with you guys Mm -hmm. the i was able to score like an all-star music or move it was a movies all-star movies uh and it was rack rate because there was barely anything available since then i was able to see oh a pop century popped up rack rate booked it now i've got pop century 25 percent off Right. I'm now at Pop Century for cheaper than All-Star Movies. Pop Century is like leagues better than All-Star Movies just because there's the Skyliner. Like, right. Well, Pop Century is hands down the best value right now. Well, okay. I'm going to challenge it slightly. Okay. Pop Century rack rate is like $192 now. Rack rate Coronado Springs, it not... Grandestino, but Coronado Springs is like two forty. Mm-hmm. I know you get the Skyliner, but well, if I I'm going to go have a pool day, I would rather be at Coronado Springs. Well, when I said and value, I, I meant value resorts. I didn't mean like. Actual oh, I value. thought you meant like overall value. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would, know. I would say Coronado is still the best bang for the dollar if you're wanting to experience a resort. I would say. Hotel Chapin, though. I would say Bo- uh, Pop Century is your best bang for a dollar if you don't care about the resort and you want a Skyliner. Like, if you want both resort and Skyliner, I would either say Art of Animation if you want a suite or uh, Caribbean Beach if you don't want a suite. Those would be the best dollar for value if you're actually trying to experience the resort. Because, you know, I mean, when I'm at Pop Century, I don't use the resort. That, 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 nothing about that place screams, like, stay at this resort and do things here. 
is is not that compelling. Mm-hmm. Right. But what what I meant by that was, like I said, amongst its category. Amongst its category, absolutely. Yes, that's what I meant by that. When I said value, I meant value resorts. What they call so value So it's been so long since I've even. I mean, I stayed at All Stars for my challenge completion, but obviously the only thing I did was sleep there and get pizza to put in the car. The pools there, which pool is better? All Stars pool or Pop Century's pool? I mean, I feel like from what's classified as value, Art of Animation is going to win this pool race, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they have the, the big blue pool is better than a lot of a lot of pools. <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So value. if you're uh, out there thinking about going for the 50th or thinking about planning a trip, have you considered a travel agent? Would they be able to tell you things about which place has the best pool and which place has the Skyliner and what's going to make it easy for you to get to the festivities? Yeah, and they'd help you strategize what would be the best deal you can get, best places to go. We just happened to know someone who's a friend of our show, Jill Dilbeck. You can go find her on our website, travelingwithamouse.com, or you can go directly to her Facebook page. It is at jill dillbeck academy travel and you can tell her that we sent you that would be excellent i think having someone like jill to do what i just described which is keep changing the hotel reservations to get a better deal (laughs) is way better than what i do which is just hope that i'm lucky when i happen to be looking exactly and if you want to take the stress out of doing the planning which it is for some people some people it's fun for but if you want to take the stress out of planning, having a travel agent do it all yeah. for you is the best option these days because they don't charge you anything. You get the exact same value, I guess, out of it as someone who does it on their own, only you don't have to do the work. You just tell them what you want and they do it for you. Yeah, it's like hiring a vacation planner for free for Disney, which, you know, don't tell Chapik this, but... Well, we're taking money out of Chapik's pocket, so... <laughs> Use Jill, and you are getting to enjoy Disney and making sure Chapek gets less dollars. Right. He'll have to get so, the medium-sized jacuzzi. Um, yeah, he's he's going to have to settle down. He was considering the world's biggest jacuzzi, and he's just going to have to settle for the second biggest. So Yeah. Bezos, probably. And right. my next album only went gold. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, I knew you'd catch that one. As we move on from from that, I yeah, wanted to mention um, a hotel I have no intention of staying at. Yeah, yeah. Is okay. being delayed on its opening again. Walt Disney World Swan Reserve <laughs> is now sending out emails telling folks that their reservations are being canceled because the Swan Reserve will not open until mid-October. It was originally scheduled to open on September 1st. Mm-hmm. Then it was moved into late September, and now it's mid-October. Folks yeah. are being auto-booked, I believe, into just the Swan if they don't do anything. Yikes. So if, if so, they're being moved from the Swan Reserve to the Swan. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to this one because it's way overpriced for one compared to, you know, Swan and Dolphin. I used to say I kind of like swan and dolphin but you stayed there a lot i have yeah it, it has been a while though since i last stayed it i think it was the swan was the last time i stayed at one of the well two. i mean when i looked for our, our our weekend we're going swan and dolphin was expensive i know 
I was going to say, let's be honest. The reasons why you got them at the time you did is because they were available and they were not that expensive. <laughs> the times that you got them. Yeah, I mean, but I would say the room, the room I got at the Swan was filthy. It was so dirty. It was one of the dirtiest rooms I've ever stayed in at Disney ever? or any. No, I was about it to say. was bad. <laughs> no, I'm sure I stayed worse than that, but it was filthy. I think I remember talking about that on the review of it. I preferred the dolphin as far as the hotel, although the swan had queen beds. The dolphin has the double beds, which, you know, like, come on. At this point, you got to fix that dolphin. dolphin. Right. And, of course, we always make the joke about the dolphin being, you know, visible from pretty much anywhere on property. So, And, I mean, it really doesn't look like a dolphin. Nice it looks like a just a fish. A fish. Well, this is interesting. I just went and looked at the Swalfin for the weekend we're going to be there. And I remember before when I was looking, they were up, up in the... It was op- up in the like 300s for a room. Now they're offering you $187 for a room. Better. Of course, they do have resort fee, parking, and all that. So they, it, it adds up over it does. time. But is that one of those dolphin rooms with no view? <laughs> it's just funny. Dolphin traditional guest room, two doubles, no view. Yeah, see? No view. It literally says that on the description. No view. When I think of no view, I think of like the inside cabins on the Wonder. Like they don't even have the magic yeah. portholes. They have nothing. It's just, it's just a piece Deluxe of resort view is two thirty. Uh, traditional is two thirteen. All right. Well, the Swalfin. I'm not gonna. I'm not thinking about the Swan Reserve anytime soon. I mean, yeah, I, the rooms were too expensive from what I looked at before. Because I did look in September when we first were doing this, and they were in the three hundreds. I think so. It's like Neh. for that location first of all the the building looks just as ugly as the swan dolphin they have gone out of their way to make it look ugly on the outside so now they have something against chapik apparently i guess so yeah they're just continuing as far as long as they can bring back eisner bring right now our next news story is a bit of sad news we lost a pretty big legend this week who also had some parts in quite a few Disney things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Asner died at the ripe old age of 91. He was the voice of Carl Fredrickson in Up. He played Santa Claus in Elf. Probably the most known part, which was Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore show. There might be a lot of folks that are listening to this that might not even know what that is. Um <laughs> If you're under a certain age range, sure. Yeah. Um, But it's sad to see that, you know, I almost feel like I need to go watch the first 15 minutes of Up and get a good cry in just just because of that. I can't. That opening is rough, man. It's very emotional. When you mentioned that, I said, I think the Mary Tyler Moore show might have still been on the air when I was born, just barely. I think it might have been. Yeah, there. I think it was because yeah, <laughs> yeah. it, it was like the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, I think it. I think it might have ended in like eighty one or something. Well, actually, it well, says the final season aired seventy seven March. Oh, so it was before March nineteen seventy seven was the final. Well, hmm. we're sad for Ed moving on. For your sake, Adam, I hope they never make an upride because now you're going to be pissed off that the voice actor is not going to be correct. <laughs> well, it wasn't um, going to be correct anyway. Or they were. <laughs> Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't. Now let's let's hop over to the studios. 
And okay. let's talk a little bit about a competitor to our favorite. You know, our favorite is the Baseline Tap House, but mm-hmm. the Tune In Lounge is back open. And when it reopened, they said there was no seating, but there is now seating showing up at the Tune In Lounge. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Are we going to make our way over and have a little drink, or is, uh, are we loyal baseliners? Um, I would go have a drink there. You'd be willing to give it a try. I'm going to rope drop the baseline, and Tune In Lounge can be like a, a second choice. I have to say, I've only been in the Tune In Lounge once, and this was pre drinking days, so. You've only been in the Tune In Lounge once? Yeah, and it was because we were waiting on a table. Well, I was about to say, that's like, that's like where the waiting area is, but you know, like we didn't get mm-hmm. anything there, so that didn't really count. Oh, well, I said been in. I didn't say I, you know, I was in there, technically. Well, yeah. I saw the bar, and I saw the, the area where you would sit. But, yeah, I kind of want to try it now, yeah. I, I would go try it out. But, of course, I would still go to Baseline. I'm not going to not go to Baseline. That's like a tradition at this point. <laughs> I'm drinking out of my Baseline cup now. Souvenir glass. All right. Well... I guess we'll have to just figure out if we're going to make that part of our trip coming up. Probably not. Now, are you guys excited? Because uh, John mentioned a lot of crap coming to Disney Plus last week that we did not care about. But you know what is coming now? What? The Return of the Rocketeer. Uh Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I do remember seeing that. I can't believe I missed that one. How excited are we? It's supposed to be like a sequel, right? The way the way I understand it, okay. Because I know before they talked about bringing it back as an animated thing, but no, I don't think that's what they're doing there. Here, this is going to be a real live action. Are they going to have the original cast, <laughs> or at least some uh, of them? <laughs> Are they going to bring Probably back not. Billy? What was his name? I don't know. He didn't act in very much. <laughs> the Rocketeer is the only thing I can think of that I remember seeing him in. Campbell, that was Billy Campbell, right? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it needs to end with the same ridiculous fight scene on a blimp. Sure. I mean, I mean where it like blows up slowly. Yeah. You know, hydrogen segments. always blows up slowly. One yeah. bad shot and we'll all fry. Hydrogen's so stable. Yeah, of course. It is. But it burns very slowly. <laughs> slow, slow enough to jump onto a airplane with a ladder. <laughs> and get you that nice exotic death for the villain. Right. All right, well, let's dive into maybe some news that I am not... Yeah. That's diving into some things that we're not excited about. The first not exciting thing, living with the land is closed. Still. Let's say say living with the land is awesome. Wait a minute. Oh, but yeah, it's closed. It's closed. It's been closed as of the time of this recording for at least 13 days. I think last week we tried to say it had reopened, but it was just shown on the app as open, but it has not opened. Yeah. I'm assuming something's wrong with the ride. I don't think they're getting rid of it. I know that some people are like, "Uh, are they getting rid of it? I think it's coming back. I mean, it's a cheap ride. But what could be wrong? I mean, there's not much I heard there was a leak in the roof. That's what I had heard originally. Like when they said, when it first, when it first closed, there was some or preliminary reports that people had seen the roof leaking. So, so I feel like it should have been fixed by now. But is that something bad enough to keep it the whole ride down though? If we're I mean, are we talking that, about just the glass area? I'm assuming. If they have to go replace all that glass, that might be pretty extensive repairs. It would also be hard to hide. Could be. 
But is this also a, oh, the crowds are down, so let's just leave it closed for a while because maybe saves there's, money. Maybe they're sprucing it up for the 50th. Maybe I should go remind them that I once was on the rope for a reopening of Living with the Land because I was so excited to ride it <laughs> on my <laughs> challenge day. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, you were excited that you could cross it off the list <laughs> and still have so, hope. We know they're not closing it, though, because didn't they put a lightning lane sign on it today? I saw that picture somewhere. Yeah, that's their next story. I Maybe we, that's why we it was have some, Yeah, that's that's the they had to put a sticker up. It's a good segue. That's that's a good segue to our next story. The lightning lane signs are popping up and yeah. thank God they're not just putting like Lightning McQueen on everything. They are at least so far attempting to try to theme the stickers. And I yes. say that with a little bit of disdain in my voice because it's theme the stickers. Yeah. Stickers uh, in some cases. Yeah. Anyways, so both Epcot and uh, Dis- and uh, Magic Kingdom have seen some lightning lane signs go up. We did see one at, at Living with the Land. We saw them at Soren. We saw them at... Small World. Yeah, Small World. Look terrible there. Yeah, the, the one at Small World is the worst looking one. Yeah, looks awful. Uh, it looks awful. They put one the at Jungle Cruise, match. Tomorrowland Speedway. Supposedly the ones that are like 3D are coming later, but they've started putting up the signage. So I got to ask, with them do it going to all this, I mean, I mean come on, you guys got to be coming over to my side now. It's going to be available by October 1st. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I feel like they need to have like a, a three-week training course on how to use this new app. Before they that's not how it. Disney does things. Do you not have you? <laughs> did you not remember when Magic Bands came out? <laughs> that is not how they do this. My MDE was learn on the go. <laughs> that is exactly how, how it started. Years out. Did you do MDE poorly because you didn't know what you were doing right? Uh, the majority of them probably <laughs> from the moment they started it. I would say until I started coming more than once a year, probably 2015. I would say is when I started. Getting better at it, but were you really using it to its full, you know, no, capacity at that until point? Until Jason started going and we started learning how to do fast passes, yeah, it was really Jason that started the fast pass stuff. He just started playing with the app and saw, hey, I can get this. <laughs> right, and then he started studying it and yeah. getting better and better and better at it. Yeah, so yeah, I don't think I used its full potential until twenty seventeen, eighteen, maybe. So really, you know, close to the end unfortunately right. right i just want to remind myself sometimes that nobody else that went to disney had like i'm not going to say nobody else but the vast majority of people that are at disney world did not have my experience with fast pass let's just put it yeah. that way like yeah. to them the it was guest. an enigma they were still staying like for the average guest they were standing in standby lines for way longer than they're going to stand in standby lines in the new system. So I'm right. going to go ahead and go out and say that I recognize That's that why this they did price it. barrier is actually hurting people like me the most that knew how to exploit and use like 18 fast passes in right. a day versus yeah. someone who barely knew how to get their three. Which was right. like and less than 1% of the Disney population. Because <laughs> there was probably some that didn't realize you could do more than three because they would get their seven doors mind train for seven thirty PM and they would hold on to it all day because they wanted to ride it and they wouldn't they would just wait around until their seven thirty fast pass. 
Yeah, I mean, I know we kind of get ticked off because we knew how to work it, right? But like we were just saying, the percentage of people that knew how to do that was so small that what they're doing is better for them because it brings more people into the being happy because they're going to either wait less overall or they're going to be able to pay to pretty much not wait at all because I guarantee you there are going to be people that pay for it, but it's going to cut back on the number of people that are doing Lightning Lane enough that it's going to be pretty Mm -hmm. exclusive. Yeah, I think right, they're the standby on, lines will move faster. Yeah. yeah, they're banking on it being a better guest experience in the long run. So they're taking the heat now so that later it'll be better. Which I know people always pointed out during this time period without FastPass, like, oh, it's, you know, this doesn't prove that it's better without FastPass. I'm like, when you consider how long the lines were even during slow times because there was FastPass Plus, yeah, that's another thing that was different, you know, during, say, September. There was lower crowds, but the wait times stayed pretty consistent for that time, you know. Well, I mean, I'll point out as someone who's been during COVID quite a bit, the lines move almost yeah. constantly. Yeah. Unless someone at the front of the line drops their sunglasses onto the track and then Slinky Dogs has to sit for like 10 minutes while somebody goes against the claw and all that stuff. Other than that, the lines move pretty, 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 pretty pretty good clip. And and truthfully for anyone who's like waited in line at any other theme park in the world, pretty much waiting in line at Disney is actually a breeze. Yeah. (laughs) When you have to, that's true. Actually. Yeah. Even like our friends, I I mentioned this, I think that they went for the first time they were used to other theme parks. They were like, the loading and unloading process at Disney is so much faster than a ride at Six Flags or some other place because they have to do a lot more of the safety check and the making sure someone's in the right row and, oh, this kid needs to go here, not here, and they have to undo the harness and redo it, and, you know, whereas Disney's like zip, 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 in and out. You don't have to have a locker for every ride. I think um, Tron is going to be the first Disney ride that will will require guests to have a bag put in a locker uh, before you get on it. So that's I mean, the- they have lockers <laughs> optional at Kali. Mm-hmm. And uh, you sort of do that with Flight of Passage, but it's right behind you. So you don't really have to like go back and yeah. get it later. You know, It's right behind you. But I feel like parks like, say, for instance, not so much SeaWorld, even though they're getting better at it, but Universal, of course, they do a good job with theming their queues as well, for the most part. I mean, some of their earlier rides, probably not so much, but they are now doing a better job of theming their queues. And having good, well-themed queues actually helps the wait as well. That's another thing Disney mm-hmm. has always pretty much done, is having well-themed queues. Now, again, their older yeah. stuff, not so much as well, you know, that you, if you have to wait in line for some of the older rides. But even those have been improved. Say, Peter Pan, for instance, yeah. has an indoor part. Yeah. Yeah, Peter Pan's good. Yeah, where a lot of the Fantasyland's rides from back in the day, they used to be line after line. You could see a glimpse of the ride that you were about to get to during that whole time, and then finally you could see it (laughs) just going back and forth. Yeah. Even Pirates, you know, is old, but it's still fun to look at some of the details in there. Highly themed queue. It's not as advanced as some of the others. but I know we've talked about the Pirates in California being like heads or tails better but the queue line for instance at pirates in florida versus pirates in in california the queue line in florida is way better yeah i would say most of the queues in florida are better by 
design because yeah. there's not as much space in Disneyland for one and for the other, you know, Disneyland you have to cover most of the ones in Florida because of the rain, but it makes them better. Yep. We have two more sad stories. Okay. okay. Are you ready? The next thing that's going to be a little depressing if this does not happen while I am there is that Happily Ever After has been performing, or at least for one night, performed without fireworks. fireworks. Mm. And this is most likely because of the test of the, what's it called, Enchantment, is the name of the new fireworks spectacular, Uh, was being tested for the 50th, and there was black smoke spotted coming out of the Magic Kingdom, and it turns out it was a fire at one of the firework launching stations. Yeah. And so I just hope that they fix that before we go, because that's one of the big reasons I'm going, is to say goodbye to Happily Ever After. Yeah. If they don't have a run, like Happily Ever After, if you consider COVID, had like a two or three year run. Yeah, no, very sad. I remember watching the live stream of the first night that it that it opened. That's uh, one of the shortest running fireworks shows probably ever. Now that and you- it is the best fireworks show it is so, so good. good yeah it really is incredible like i i can remember must have been for a challenge run because i was by myself and the night before the run i went and watched happily ever after and there was a lady next to me and she's like is this worth sticking around for i'm like yes buckle up. we were right there we were right in the the main hub area we had a great spot i was like buckle up get ready and when it was over, I looked over. She's like, I'm here for work. I'm just hanging out for a few hours. I want to see what's going on. I'm like, hang out, watch this. I looked over and she's like, that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is good. We shed a few happy tears. I mean, I, in general, am not a big fireworks person in the sense that, like, if you just go and watch a fireworks show where they just shoot fireworks up for a while, like, that's fine. Sure. Cool. Yeah. But you synchronize it with the music, you add the projections, you put a really good soundtrack behind it. That's what impresses me. It is. Sound- yeah. Soundtrack makes a big difference in it. I mean, it really does. Right. Because I'll say, like, the 4th of July fireworks at, say, Washington, D.C. or New York City or something, they're they're good. They're, like, impressive amount of fireworks. But it kind of gets boring after a while. You're seeing fireworks. But when you have the music and the projections and the different sort of emotions that happily ever after takes you through it's just a complete package versus just seeing a bunch of fireworks i would yeah the fireworks tell help tell the story yeah yeah i would say a large part of why i liked illuminations was the music i mean i still love that soundtrack i listen to it on a regular basis is great there is again there was that one weird lull in the middle for like 10 minutes where it's like is it over or not? Yeah, a because there's not leaving. There's not a lot going yeah. on. Was the reason right. why they did that? But the music so the part is actually open still doing quite well. Yeah, the music was good, but it's just like, okay, what's happening? A lot of people would get confused by that. Yeah, that's when they're getting the globe in place. Yes, and it takes like five minutes to get it going it's all and open up. <laughs> it's all hey, another <laughs> Rocketeer reference. It's all part of the show. Yeah. All right, we have one more big story tonight. Yeah, I, I say I I know we've started <laughs> not bearing the lead, but this time I waited to the very end. The annual passes are coming back to Walt Disney World, 
They will be available for sale on September 8th. They are replacing the old passes with four new pass tiers. I want everybody who's listening to, uh, if you're like in the car and you're sort of zoning out at this point, if you're walking your dog, mowing your lawn, focus in because it's not going to be easy to understand this because it's complicated. And by complicated, I mean they came up with dumb names that's really hard to understand. Again, first of all, Lightning Lane, I don't know who came up with that, but you're going to get rid of Fast Pass and change it to Lightning Lane? That's stupid. Like we said, it sounds like an RSW change. Yeah, it's just a dumb name. There are still bad names. So the cheapest annual pass you can buy so other than the top tier pass, it's only for Florida residents. I'll just go ahead and put that out there. The cheapest Florida resident annual pass is the Disney Pixie Dust Pass. This is a very reasonable $399 per year or a $19 per month payment for 12 months after a $205 down payment. If you get this pass, you are able to book up to three park reservations at a time you have the most blockout dates and this is only on weekdays that you would be able to go to disney world so there are no weekends it is weekdays only uh with blockouts on some weekdays i was gonna say and how many people who live in florida have the opportunity other than the weekend <laughs> to go because they're the ones that are going to be buying this because it's only who it's available to so yeah so that is the cheapest park pass holder option. Now, if you're a Florida resident and you would like to go on not the weekend, your next option would be the Disney's Pirate Pass. Pirates are more important than pixie dust, apparently. This will be $699 plus tax. Or, if you'd like to go on a payment plan, it is $45 per month for 12 months after a $205 down payment. Now, this one has fewer blackout dates. You are allowed to have up to four park reservations at a time, only available for Florida residents. It's called the Pirate Pass because you feel pillaged, plundered, rifled, and looted. <laughs> this feels the most similar to me uh, to what was called the Silver Pass before. Yeah. Right? Uh, the Pixie Dust Pass seems like it's trying to target the Epcot after four audience, except it's way more expensive and it's not just Epcot. Which, by the yeah. way, they're not going to offer that anymore. No more Epcot after four passes, which seems like a bad choice. All right, the next tier pass, if Pixie Dust is the lowest tier, Pirate is the next tier, then naturally the tier after that is called the Disney... Mm-hmm. Is it not obvious what the Pixies next tier pass. is? Oh. <laughs> it's the Disney's Sorcerer Pass. Oh, oh right. Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom Pass. Right, so Pixies, Pirates, Sorcerers. Yeah, I see yes. the hierarchy here. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, the so this order. pass is going to be $899 or $63 per month after a $205 down payment. Now, this one will also be available to Disney Vacation Club members. Okay, so this is the most akin. It has five, you can get up to five park reservations at a time, some blockout dates. This is the closest to what you would have known before as the gold pass. Yeah. And if you want to be able to go whenever you want, 
pending available reservations, you would have to get, you know, we have Pixie, Pirate, Sorcerer. Obviously, the next tier is... Bob J. Picks, Butler. I don't know. No, no, not, not right. Mickey Mouse, Goofy. Oh, it's Goofy. Those the whole thing is Goofy. Are, those would probably be good. No, it's the Incredipass. Oh, yeah. Right. Everything's Incredibles now. The Incredipass will cost you a cool $1,299 plus taxes. Yeah. Or, if you're a Florida resident, you can get it for $99 per month after a $205 down payment. It has no blockout dates. But you still have to make a park reservation, but you can hold five at a time. This is essentially a $100 increase from before. Is that correct? Uh, For the Platinum? Least, yeah. Good. Well, the Platinum Plus, I think, was the one that was like twelve fifty. I yeah. think. So this yeah. is basically around that. Minus the perks. Those are the basics. Now, yeah. Before I tell you some of the things that are or not included, these are all price increases. We'll start yeah. there. Of course. That's not ex- that's not unexpected. They raise prices every year. So if I just had gotten that at face value, I would have said, why did they rename the silver, gold, and platinum passes to something dumb? Not a big deal. Right? Like, right. it's a big deal, but it's expected. That's what they do every year. In fact, they've skipped a year because of COVID. But let's talk about what you don't get anymore with, the, with an annual pass. Yeah. The first and the most important thing you don't get anymore... Photo pass. Boo. Not That's the biggest boo of all. I most people I think would agree this is the worst part of the whole thing. Yes, absolutely. If you would like to have photo pass, it is a ninety nine dollar add on to your annual pass. Yeah. And I guess the bright side is if you like for me a family of four, at least maybe I could add it to one of them and as long as somebody has it. It will affect, you know, everybody else. So Yeah, you just have to make sure you scan your band at every right. photo pass. Yeah, exactly. Well, and if you look at it for the price of photo pass, you know, you're getting a hundred bucks to have it for the whole year, right? Right. So But I was terrible. getting it included yeah. in my pass before that was a hundred and fifty dollars cheaper. They're, they're probably right. just truthfully they would have just gone up this much on the annual pass and said it was included. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they did. So. But they didn't include it. They yeah. went up that much and well, didn't include it. I meant they would have gone up this much. They would have gone up 100 bucks even more. That would have been a, like a $200, $250 increase. That's even crazy for Disney. That's why they separated it. <laughs> I mean, that is a lot. Now, a couple Waterfront. of things that are also upcharges. $99 for the sports upcharge, which I, I understand gets you some golf and like ESPN Wild, Wide World right. Sports. Which was the old plus pass. Yep. Had that included. And there's also the ability to pay extra to add on the water parks. Now, this is the one thing where things got a teensy bit better. The only way you could add on water parks last in the old system was to get the Disney's Platinum Plus Pass, which was basically the Platinum Pass plus water parks. Right. Now you can add water parks onto any of these passes. So that is an improvement. Let's give them at least one before they take it away thumbs up that even if you have the lowest tier pass which is pixie the pixie. pixar luxo pass what was yeah it? the pixar luxo pixie dust passed yeah mm-hmm. 
is the lowest tier, you can still add on the water parks uh, for one low rate. Now, no word of it. Can you add on Genie yet or anything like that? But yeah, they took a lot of stuff away. You're still going to get the 20% discount. There's more reservations. If you have a hotel booked, you're allowed to make reservations for as many days as you're booked at the hotel, plus whatever your allocation is. They have mentioned that they're going to have what's called, quote, bonus reservations that don't count towards your limit that are supposed to be like special events throughout the year. And by special events, they mean the weeks in late August and early September when nobody's here, we are happy to have you make a reservation for free. Now, I'm interested in this new integrated calendar where you will be able to see the blockout dates, view available days, and make, modify, or cancel a reservation all in one place. Mm -hmm. That was the biggest problem with the reservation system before. There was no modify. If they add that, I'm going to be happier. Because before, you had to just hope or trust the calendar that your park was going to be there, and Mm -hmm. you had to drop it and pick up a new one. There was no modify. Yeah, that's good that you can modify, sure. You'll still get the 20% discounts on most merchandise, but overall, price increase, no photo pass. It's another trend for Disney of it's getting more expensive, it's getting more expensive for... We're taking away... For a lower quality product. Like, they're taking away stuff out of the product and charging more at the same time. I feel like if they had left PhotoPass in, I would not even, like, I would bat an eye at this, but I would just be like, yeah, that's about what I expected. Actually, It'd be a lot easier to swallow than yeah, than just the the, the price increase and the stripping everything but else. But squeezing us for PhotoPass just seems so cheap. Yeah. The signal I'm seeing is, is they want to get rid of PhotoPass altogether. They don't need. They don't want it anymore. Because right. they're making you have to pay for it. Obviously, it's not making the amount of money that they want. So they're now they're forcing annual pass holders to have to pay for it too. Well, I mean, I still like. I go back to the price point though. A hundred bucks for pretty much sure. unlimited photos. <laughs> but right, it but was included. I get you, but it's still a hundred bucks for unlimited photos. I mean, people are paying more than that when they just buy the package. Right. But you're, you're, as an annual pass holder, it was a nice perk. Now they took it away. So it's the toy that you wouldn't miss if you didn't have it already, basically. I would I would miss it because every time we go there, my, my wife would want to take a picture, and I'd be like, oh, I'll have to pay for this. Right. <laughs> so, okay, has this affected your thinking on will I renew when the time comes? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely am thinking about it, although they are... I will have to mention this. The renewal, they are giving discount, the same 15% well, renewal discount that they had before. So That's how they keep you, that's how they keep you there. Makes, makes it somewhat palatable that they're still at least offering that, which is helpful. So I'm thinking about it. I, again, as, as an outer stater, we, we don't get any option for payment or anything else, which I, I guess that makes sense. But it is nice to have the discount to renew, so... That is at least something they're still doing. Which means Adam's going to renew. Maybe. <laughs> when is your t- when is yours know. up anyway? Well, mine is up in July next okay. year, so I still have plenty you of time. My, my youngest is January, so that's going to be interesting. Do we pay for him? 
Yeah. So yeah, this was a good summary of everything that's sort of changing. Yeah. We're going to be up for renewal. I'm glad you renewed Adam, but that might be our last time. Maybe. Yeah. At least I have, you know, nine months to think about it. <laughs> we'll see how the year. I have until us. January. Okay. To think about it. February. Yeah. Well, see, and I was considering about getting one again, but I'm not so sure now. So I don't know if it's going to be worth it for me in the long haul because we kind of already just do once a year for the most part. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to feel tied yeah, to it to that degree because I'm, I'm probably just want to go when there's um, now. I'm probably going to just go mostly when there's new stuff because there's not as much new stuff right now uh, mm-hmm. except for Ratatouille. I'm probably going to want to go in the future when it's mostly just newer stuff there, mostly. Yeah, I think someone said that before you could get away with maybe 10 days for it paid for itself. And now it's up to like 12 to 14, depending on. But that's assuming they're not up in the day ticket price. Right. That's true. Right. Which they probably will. I mean, at some point, Christmas Day is going to be $250 just to go for Christmas Day, which the freaking party already is. So, well, have you gotten your magnet yet? I have not. That's another thing. Yeah, Actually, the funny thing is they've sent me two of the old orange Mickey ones. They sent me two of those, which, and two separate things, which is very weird. But according mm. to this, they're sending us, you know, they're sending in, in another one, a new the yellow one. with the, like, the new Mickey. Yeah, the Mickey, Runaway Railway Mickey kind of Mickey. Yeah. With so, the Disney D. Look forward to those. I just, I just don't know. It's, it's another week. I was going to be positive this week. My, my final word would be, I'm going to remain positive that Disney world is still going to be one of the best experiences you can go to, but they might be pricing it at a point where we're not going to be able to think about it like we used to, which is, Hey, let's get an annual pass. We have a long weekend. Let's go for a few days. It might be, I go once a year. Yeah, we'll see. I might change my mind. I might, you know, decide that I it's worth it after all. I'm going to go a bunch. Lightning Lane might not be as bad as I thought, but I feel like they're trying to tell people we don't really want you here all the time. We want a lot of people just coming once a year, and I don't really like it because I'm a going all the time kind of person, but I also get it. If we aren't, if folks like us aren't clogging up the parks, it makes things better for the yeah. vacationers. And I'm just going to wait and see. I don't think they're making the right choices, though, long term. Yeah. And I still kind of feel like those maybe, say, week-long guests, they probably are going to be more apt to, say, spend for certain things because they are just once a year. Whereas, you know, maybe the regular person is not going to spend certain things because they're coming. They know they could come again. You know? Oh, yeah. If I so. was going once a year, let's say I go only, let's say I decided I'm going to start going one week a year. I could, if I, that's what I was doing, I could almost just do DVC. Go one mm-hmm. week a year. I'm going to upgrade to the Lightning Link, the Genie Plus, because why not? I'm just going one week a year. What What is another $15 a day if you're just going once a year? Like, why not? Just do it. Just bundle it all in but if i'm going five different weekends in a year i'm much less likely to buy it every time would you also do dining plan if you were once no no there was one time that i really enjoyed doing the dining plan but the dining plan really pressures you 
to do sit down. Right. That's time. Lots of time. And it takes so much time to do a sit down dinner. And you got to do one every day. But I will say the benefit of the dining plan when I did do it that some folks in my family really enjoyed, uh, my extended family, I should say. The biggest benefit is you paid it all up front. So while you're there, you're not spending any new money, which makes it better from that regards. Because they're like, it's almost like a challenge to game the system on the snack plan and also be like, oh, I just ate at this fancy restaurant. But because you'd already paid for it, it almost feels like you got to go for free. Yeah. Um, there have been times when I can consider saying it would be worth it to do, say, maybe the quick service one at least. Because, you know, if you wanted to do just the occasional, like you said, you feel pressure to do table service when you have the full one. So if you did the quick service one and then maybe thought occasionally you might do a table service, at least you don't feel pressured to do the table service with the quick service one. So I don't know. I had thought about that one before, but I still never did it. I've always, every time I've come back, like I said, I do the math between what it would have cost me to prepay versus what I actually spent. And I've always come out better with what I actually spent every time I've done a trip. But I think the question is, what would you have ordered if you were on the dining plan? How would you have changed what you ordered? Well, that's just it, though. Would I have would I have changed it, or would I have would I have only changed it because I felt like I need to screw the dining plan? If you I would have changed can. it because you felt like you you would have ordered the most expensive thing because you were on the dining plan. Right. See, yeah, it, it would have changed me more than I would have changed it. <laughs> I guess is the best thing I can can say about that. If I'm gonna go and do what I'm gonna do, it's, I'm gonna come out better. Let's just put it that way. Maybe it helps yep. them. Maybe it helps them get more service in certain restaurants may get more rest certain more uh certain restaurants more full that way that probably that's probably one of the reasons why they did it that way i think it was i think it was to just really like by giving people that too it also sort of forced them to stay in the parks a little longer because they're staying for dinner or they're hanging out yeah i wouldn't do it again because to be honest, I want to go to a few sit-down restaurants, but I can make do if I'm going to Epcot and such on the quick services. Real, real quick, since we're talking about dining, they're still just doing 60 days right now, right? Yeah. I wonder if that's yeah, like, going to change again. I kind of hope it doesn't, truthfully. Because <laughs> I do not want to have to be in the position of choosing something 180 days out again if I want to get it in some cases. Yeah, I think that. I, I hope they get rid of some of that. I don't mind them having reservations, but 180 days is ridiculous. Yeah, agreed. I like having the walk-ups, which I hope they keep. I think they are going to keep the walk-ups, too, where you can join a walk-up list. I really, yeah. and I I feel like if you have a big party, though, the walk-ups never work out. That's true. If you have more than six, you can't get in. I really don't mind the 60-day that they're doing right now, because that's at least more reasonable, because you've at least started thinking about it more when you're two months out of your trip. I don't really mind that so much. Um, but like I said, 180 days was just, gosh, that was terrible. Yeah. Because it's hard to know where I'm going to be in six months exactly. Right. Like, I might not even how, like am it, I going to feel like eating this late or this early? Or am I going to want to do after a full day at the park or whatever? I mean, don't get me wrong. There wasn't a ton, but there were certain restaurants that if you did not get it mm-hmm. the morning of 180 days, you weren't getting it. Yeah. Or it was a very, very low chance you'd get it. And if you did, it would be like a few days before. Yeah, you had to choose so between eating like nine at night, in some yeah. cases, on those uh, restaurants. So, not easy. All right. So, I think that wraps us up for tonight, today. 
this morning, whatever time it is when you're listening to this. If you want to remember, we do have a partner. If you want to talk to Jill Dilbeck about planning your next Disney vacation, that is always a great option. We can, you can find out more about her on our website. And where is all of that information? Travelingwiththemouse.com is our website. You can find the links to that and more there. We also have an email address if you want to reach out to us. Podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can buy your exclusive Traveling With a Mouse merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel as well. If you want to check that out, um, we haven't had a ton of things added to it recently, but hopefully uh, in the future we'll have a few more things to add there. So you could find that also on the um, the website page that Adam mentioned as far as links to that as well. So for John and Adam, this is Jason. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you will join us on our next trip. Okay, so there's Lightning Lane, so that should be what uh, Thunder Road, right? Was <laughs> it?